Hello and welcome to Grace Life Duras. We are a gospel-centered church family focused on reaching the unreached and making disciples. We pray that this teaching will help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and discover more of the reality of Christianity. Well, hello again. It's uh, Leisha from Grace Life Tours. Very excited to be sharing with you again just the wonderful truth of the reality of Christian faith. I'm excited to be starting a new series entitled Fearless. And today will be part one of the Fearless series. I'm sure if you are listening and you don't know us personally or you've never met us, but you're listening online, that something drew you to the series. And I believe God is going to give you answers to set you free from fear, not just once, but forever. So let's start with prayer. So Father, I just want to thank you that you are here in this time to share your truth with us. Thank you that you are the one who brings light. You are the one who brings true freedom because you say that we can walk um, as children of light, free from darkness, free from fear. Thank you that we, as we just start the series, as we head into it, that um, we can expect that you're going to do something great in us and through us with this word. In Jesus' name I pray this. Amen. Wonderful. So after some time of prayer, I really felt in my heart that um, we should stop a bit and look at the topic of fear. At first I thought we're only going to do it for for one time, but then I realized it is so important um, that we cover this well. And I really believe God has asked that we stop and take a look at this for a, a little while. And I'm excited to be sharing these truths with you. If you don't have water or something to drink, if you don't have your Bible and your notebook, grab it, quick pause and come back. I am, I'm drinking some water. Okay, so it is absolutely 100% true to say that there are many things in today's life that can cause fear in our lives. Uh, you don't have to look far to find a reason to be full of fear or scared of things. Um, if you are not scared of things, you most probably haven't really done much in your life. Um, and that's basically no one. Um, and fear can be something which is either a big thing or a small thing. It's not like sin. Sin is equal to God. Um, we have no big sin and small sin. But fear can can be such a variety of things from a small fear. Like I used to be very, very scared of swimming in water where you couldn't see the bottom. So it's not clear. But then there can be deep rooted fears, the kind of fears that we would never share with people, the kind of fears that we know drive many of our actions. And those fears can come either from past experience. They can come from what we're going through now. And they can also come from things we hear in our world. Um, and those kind of fears are not that easy to just say, oh, don't be afraid of that, just overcome it. You know, the world's definition of fear, according to the dictionary, is an unpleasant emotion caused by the threat of danger, pain, or harm. It's an often unstrung emotion caused by anticipation or awareness of danger. Now, I want to add to this by saying that fear many times is also 
the fear of the unexpected, the fear of what we do not know will happen when we take an action. We don't, we can't be for sure. There's no guarantee. But fears, deep-rooted fears like, am I enough? Uh, do I measure up? Um, fears like, will this work out? I'm going to literally make a decision in my life that will move everything in that direction. And I don't know if it's going to work out. And what does that mean if it doesn't? Fears like those can really be very difficult to deal with. And then some of our small fears, for example, my fear of swimming in water that's dark or fear of the dentist can be deeply rooted either in experience where we had a negative experience with something like that. Or sometimes it can be rooted also in the fact that we um, don't like doing that thing and yet some of it is necessary we can avoid swimming in water that we can't see through we might not be able to avoid um, going to the dentist so whether we are struggling just with a few fears or whether we're struggling with fear that seems to be very much deeply rooted in our hearts um, this is a topic we need to stop and look at what God is saying about it because the reality is there will always be things to fear and we need to realize that it has a very negative effect on us. Although fear is just an emotion, it is something that can be very real. And the effect of it in our lives is very, very real. When I was sharing about this on the Sunday service, I took an egg and I showed everybody this egg. So, so just imagine with me, I'm holding this egg in my hand and it's very real. It's a real egg. If you were here with me, we would break it and we could have some breakfast together, okay? If you like eggs. Hopefully you're not scared of eggs. <laughs> and so it's very real. In the same way, fear, although it's an emotion, it is very, very real, okay? Um, and it has a very real effect on us. Some of the effects of fear is that it can restrict our movement. We can decide not to go somewhere and not to be somewhere because of fear, when I came to live in Albania for the first time with uh, Carl, my husband, it was very scary for me to go out alone. And I used to avoid it because I couldn't understand the language. I didn't understand the place we were living in. There were no street names. So I realized if I get lost, I can't find my way back home. And not just that, I wouldn't be able to explain to people. And that really caused a fear in my heart, you know, that restricted my movement. Fear can also make us change our behavior, especially when we feel like we are not worthy or we are not good enough, and this can pertain to male or female, um, in those conversations where we have with people that we believe in our own eyes are better than us, are higher than us, are um, achieved more, uh, do better, we can change because of a deep-rooted fear that we're not good enough or we won't measure up. We will change our behavior um, for these people. And that can be very dangerous because these people might not be people we want to actually look up to. But we do because of our own fears. Then a third thing it can do is it can have a very negative impact on our health. You don't have to research long or hard to see that fear and anxiety cause very bad health problems. Anything from just be having uh, panic attacks to having heart attacks um, that can take your life. Uh, stomach problems, most stomach problems comes with fear. Sleep problems can come because of fear. Um, there's many, many more we can name. 
then fourthly, it can damage our relationships. And I've seen this happening many times as well, where fear for a person, maybe because of what happened in the past, maybe because of my own insecurities in dealing with people, which is rooted in fear, this can damage our relationships. It can stop us from having relationships with people because we feel that we do not measure up or we are not good enough. But it can also cause us to um, lose friendships where we have a fear of con um, confronting certain things, for example. And then the last one that I, I really believe uh, fear causes is that it causes us to hide from God. And we might hide in different ways. We might hide behind religious service, where we are doing a lot of things to be good enough for God. We might hide behind not believing at all in religion, and we just do whatever we want to. Because the reality is that in our heart, deep down, we are scared that if we do actually come in contact with God and goodness, what would that mean for us? What would that show about our own hearts? So fear really can cause us to hide from God. It just looks different, but it can cause us to run away from him. And that's most probably the deepest problem with fear. So what do we do then when fear is not just so real to us, but that it almost seems like it's part of just normal life? When we hang out with other people, that's what we talk about. And uh, when we start looking at other people's fears around us and we're like, well, Mine is not that bad or mine is bad. It still feels like it's normal. And this is part of the human experience. Well, today I want to share some wonderful news with you. That is that there is a way to get out of fear completely. You can live in this world, which is full of fear. I mean, just turn on the news. And you, if you just sit there half an hour, if you can make it that long, you will be full of fear. Okay. But you can live in this world, but not be of this world. There is a way. And the way is really to find what God says is the antidote of fear. If we find that and we look at that, we can remove the root of fear in our lives. That does not mean that we will not come across uh, situations or be in something that still brings the emotion of fear but you can deal with it. You can learn through God how to overcome it and deal with it successfully. Now, if we look at the world, and I did go and look at some YouTube videos, some articles and things, how do we overcome fear? The world does have some answers. The world can give us medical intervention. It can tell us to deal with our environment. It can tell us how to control our breathing, how to control our emotions, and even some videos out there can show you how to face your fear. But you know, none of them gives us the answer to the root of fear and how to remove the root so that even though we might experience something that can bring the emotion of fear, we know how to deal with it without letting it become part of us again. That is incredible. And it's true. God gives us the way. I realized as I was studying this out that God speaks many times, many people say as many times as 365 times in the Bible, 366 for every day of the year. Um, the words do not fear come up. And I want to just encourage you that this, the Bible is not a, a, a book 
put together so that we can learn some good rules and life morals to follow. No, if, the, if this book is telling us do not fear, it also gives us the reason why we don't have to fear. This book is a book of life. The words in here are words of life if you will receive it through the person of Jesus. Now, you might have heard some wrong things about Jesus. That's okay. Keep on listening to us, reach out to us, and we can help you with that. But honestly and really, this book is a book of life. And so it encourages us for every day of the week, that we, every day of the year, we do not need to be afraid. So if it speaks about not fearing this much, then it must be something that is very well known to our human experience. But God wants to show us a way out. And there is an antidote. Okay? So if darkness has an antidote, so darkness antidote is light. Then being lost has an antidote, and that is being found. A lie has an antidote, and that is the truth. Death has an antidote, and that is life. If you were blind, the antidote is you can see, and that's speaking about a spiritual awakening. If you are separated, you can be reunited. And so what would you say is then the opposite of fear? We can't say do not fear. That's not the antidote. The opposite or the antidote of fear, according to God, is love. Perfect love. Now, don't switch off. Don't switch off in your heart or in your mind because of your experience of love or because of what the world has taught you about love. You see, to us, when we hear that word love, it's easy to think of a little angel with a bow and arrow shooting it towards someone. Or a big red heart. Or in Albania, we have all these, on Valentine's Day, people give each other these teddy bears that's holding hearts. You are my heart. And so it's easy to think of love as something like that. But today I want to show you that is not God's definition of love. Now remember, this is going to be a series. We are just going to touch this today and then we are going to dig into it with the help of some of my good friends. We are going to dig into it deeper and deeper every single week. So, but we have to start with saying that there is an antidote. The antidote is love, but love is not what we experience in this world. God's kind of love is greater than anything we will ever encounter. It's greater than an emotion. Why? Because God's love is a person. One time in the creation, in the whole history of the world, one time, one man appears who has no fear. He is perfected in love. And because he is perfected in love, he overcomes death, the greatest fear of all. He overcomes it. One man has lived and has demonstrated and shown us what it looks like when we live without fear. When we live from an inner reality that we are deeply and perfectly loved. When we live from that place, fear has no hold on us anymore. And everything that we used to fear becomes irrelevant and small compared to the reality and truth that we are loved perfectly by God. 
Jesus himself was that man. And the good news today, beloved, is that he didn't just live a life like that to say, I can do it, now follow me. He lived a life like that to say, I have proven to you it is possible. Now believe in me, and when you believe in me, I will put my spirit inside of you, and you will do what I do, and even greater. Wow, that's incredible. That's more than encouraging. That's some rock-solid truth. Imagine in my hand I'm holding a rock, as big as you want to imagine it. I'm holding in my hand this rock. That rock is also very real. I can use it to break something. I can use it to build something. I can use it to form something, maybe, if I use it in a creative way, as my kids do. Um, I can. That thing is solid. I can build something upon it. It is real. That is a picture I want you to have of God's kind of love. It's not this fallible, changeable thing that can adjust itself to feelings. That is not God's definition of love. Let's go and look at how John, the disciple whom Jesus loved, that's what he calls himself, he really received the love of Christ. And it made him so strong on the inside. He writes to us an incredible truth in his letter to us. 1 John 4. And I'm going to read there from verse 14 to verse 19. So 1 John 4, verse 14 to 19. From verse 14. We have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. So why? Did Jesus come to save the world? Remember now, this man, Jesus Christ, lives and dies and is risen again, okay? And in his act of giving his life, in his act on the cross, but also in demonstrating his life, we see a man who has no fear. He may experience that emotion, but he is not driven by it. He is not held by it. It is not part of his identity at all. Okay, Jesus is saint and with, uh, without any of this fear in his heart, but knowing he is perfectly loved and accepted by God, he saves the world even from fear. The world of fear is not the world of the believer. Hallelujah. Why do we still fear? Because we don't believe the next verse. The next verse, verse 15 says, Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. It is very clear that when you are born again, God comes to dwell in you. This is the new creation. Be careful, beloved. Don't start seeing God as just someone who is with you. That's good, but that's old belief. God is now in you because you believe, okay? 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17 says, But the one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. We fear because we still don't really realize, myself included, we fear because we don't really realize God is alive in me. Watch the next verse. We have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. Isn't it interesting? John moves from a reality 
of that Jesus has come to save the world. And the second reality, therefore, now God's spirit or God by his spirit lives in us. And then immediately his conclusion is that we believe the love of God. This is powerful. He links God's presence to God's love. Watch the very next sentence. God is love. Imagine I have here with me a plastic bottle. If you take the plastic out of that bottle, what are you left with? Nothing. You are right. Nothing. It's made of plastic. This is what it means when we say God is love. Let that sink into your heart. When we take the love out of God, we are left with nothing. Whoa. That means we need to re-understand, reinterpret, and redefine some things we may have read in Scripture that doesn't look like love. But what John is trying to show us here is that um, love overcomes fear. You know why God fears nothing? Because of who he is. Who is he? He is love. It is only this world that has made love something weak and powerless, connected to red hearts and little angels. And that is the work of the enemy. If he can get us to believe that love is weak, changeable, unreliable, that it hurts us and it is frail, then we will believe the same thing about God. Beloved, the strength of God is that he is love. That is the strength of the father. A father and a mother in the natural realm, or natural speaking, they have a great strength. And it's not in their physical appearance, or in their great discipleship plan, or in their disciplinary plan. It is their love for that child that would make them move mountains. It is expressed differently through the father and the mother. But the power comes from that root of that love for that child. The word used here where John says we have come to know is also not just a mental knowledge of love. It's speaking about a knowledge by experience. To know God is an experience with God. It is, is experiencing God's perfect love towards you and for you. It is experiencing God's strength. Look at the next word or um, verse. By this, love is perfected with us, verse 17, so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment because as he is, so also are we in this world. Wow. You see, when we face fear with this reality, that we are as he is in this world, and I'm going to look more into this in the next few season, um, series um, teachings, we are not scared. Fear loses its power to dominate us and control us. Look at that next verse. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves punishment. And the one who fears is not perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. How powerful is this? Our love for God can never deal with fear. It is knowing that we are loved, deeply and perfectly loved through Jesus, laying down his life for us. When we know this by experience, when we know this by coming to the word, when we know this greater than just 
a head knowledge, we lose fear and fear loses us. Fear becomes scared of the one who knows this truth. Do you know that? Do you know that instead of you taking, forgetting everything and running for your life because of fear, fear can run away from you. Isn't that incredible? You can deal with the root of fear through God's love and allowing Him to, to heal you, allowing Him to show you who He is, can deal with any root of fear, no matter how deep, how strong, how long it's been there, because of the power of God working through love. That is a great encouragement. And I hope this is a bit of a cliffhanger because I'm not giving you enough yet. I'm giving you enough for now. And I want to encourage you this week, meditate daily on the reality of God's love for you. Whenever you do feel those feelings of fear, say to that fear, fear, I am loved just as I am. I don't understand everything yet and I might not know all of it, but I know this so far, that Jesus loves me so much that he was willing to bear the cross, the death, the death that I deserved, he was willing to endure so I may be set free from fear. You know what's incredible? The world doesn't understand this. When they saw one who lived without fear, who lived above his circumstances, who wasn't moved by temptation, who wasn't moved by tasting, who wasn't moved by anything but his connection with his father. You know what they did to that person? They killed him. They killed Jesus. It was too radical. Jesus is too radical. Never believe that you have a boring, weak faith. You have the most powerful reality in the universe, God in you, God in you. And so as we close today, I want you to take a moment, close your eyes wherever you are, and I want you to use your imagination to start overcoming this fear because fear deeply is rooted in our innermost being and in our imagination. And I want you to imagine yourself just taking those fears to the feet of God. And those fears that seem so big are all in boxes. Big boxes, small boxes, medium boxes. See all those fears there. And as you see them in front of God, you see them in front of you. Some of them might be even bigger than you. I see a box that's even bigger than you. Put them all there and then I want you to walk back. I want you to look up. And see as big as you can how big God is. Imagine yourself withdrawing from those boxes as God lifts you in his hands of love and you become so small and those boxes become like ants in your eyes. And as he holds you close to him, hear him say to you, you are perfectly and completely loved. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you make this real to us. And that we do not need to live anymore. 
being a slave to fear. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If this ministered to you or blessed you, please let us know. And if you have any questions or you really need help to pray through some things, please reach out to us. You can find more of our free teachings on our website, www.gracelife.co. And if you're ever in the Duras area, we invite you to join us for one of our gatherings. Our aim is to help you discover Jesus, find family, and experience life. To contact us or to find out where and when we meet, visit our website, www.gracelife.co.